And when do we want to see it? Now. When do we want to see it? Now. I hear you. Thank you, ACB. Thank you, friends and colleagues. Thank you, friends of women on the 20s. We've got Barbara Howard here today. We've also got Dr. Clarence Lusane, who's written a book called 20s and Change, What Harriet Tugman Can Do For Us. It's going to be a great day, everybody. First thing I want to share with you, your ACB leadership team just came back from a meeting at the U.S. Treasury with the Deputy Staff Director for Janet Yellen for the U.S. Treasury and the Director of the Bureau of Printing and Engraving, Len Oliar. He's been in that position for nine years. We had a meeting with him today where for the first time, whew, it's going to choke me up a little, for the first time, five blind people got to actually touch the raised tactile features on a real $10 note. On one side, on the far right-hand corner, were a series of raised tactile dots that are on, going to be on the... This is the actual bill. They've already done the second printing. They're continuing to work on it, so they are sticking and, and, and adhering to their date of 2026. And what we have done with our conversation with them today, Dr. Oliard has promised us that we will have the next meeting with him before May 31st of this year in two months where he is going to share with us the series of milestones for us to get to production in 2026 and he has promised and guaranteed us that we will meet with him every quarter to evaluate progress and he will send that progress in his reports twice a year to the courts based on our court ruling in 2008, 15 years ago. Our friend and colleague Jeff Levicki just shared with us, he was part of that meeting, said it was the most productive meeting we've had with the, with the Bureau of Printing and Engraving in the U.S. Treasury in a decade. That is because of our efforts today to make a difference to show me the money! Now I want to introduce to you, oh, I have one more, this is not a small thing to share, but it's a very important thing. Tina Wyatt, the fifth generation grandniece of Harriet Tubman, sent us a message today to say she's with us on the 110th anniversary of Harriet Tubman Day, Harriet Tubman's passing, 110 years ago today. And she is with us, she's for accessibility, and she wanted us to know that she cares. I think that means a lot. And now I want to introduce to you our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. On the left side of this stage, is a banner that shows the 50-year struggle for accessible currency that the American Council of the Blind has gone through.
from 1972 when we passed our first resolution till today with this rally. Let me introduce to you Clark Rockfall. Show me the money. Show me the money. And when do you want to see it? Now. When do you want to feel it? Now. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks for coming here today. <laughs> and as, as Dan mentioned, we do have a timeline on the side of the stage. Uh, this is a 50-year timeline. The first time the American Council of the Blind publicly supported and endorsed with a resolution for accessible currency was 1972, more than 50 years ago. Uh, my parents got married in, 1950, in 1972. Good thing they're not here today. 1972. Uh, where were all of you in 1972? How many of our ACB members who were around in 1972 are no longer with us? How many folks never got to experience full and equal inclusion with U.S. currency? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the question is not why are we here today, it's why are we here for the first time today? This is 50 years and counting, folks. In 1983, the Bureau of Engraving and Printing studied for the first time how to make U.S. currency accessible. Uh, that was when I was born, nearly 40 years ago. That's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the currency has grown up to be quite a strapping young lad, and yet we still have no accessible currency. In 1995, the National Academies of Science provided recommendations on how to make our currency accessible to the U.S. Treasury. That was 12 years after this, uh, this study by BEP for the first time, 12 years of delays, and what did they do after 1995? Did they finish the job? No! Did ACB have, are we helping them finish the job? Yeah! That's right. In 2002, the American Council of the Blind filed a federal suit against the U.S. Treasury to make our currency accessible. We received a declaratory ruling in 2006 saying that uh, the U.S. Treasury was violating the Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act. That was reinforced by the federal courts in 2008. You'd think that that would be enough, wouldn't you? Two court, two court decisions, court rulings, mandating the federal government, first you're violating the law, now mandating you to make our currency accessible. Was that enough? Did they finish the job? No, no they did not. So in, in 2013, uh, we began to receive the first promises and implementation from the U.S. Treasury. Uh, this is when we heard that the $10 bill would be uh, redesigned by 2020. In 2016, this is when due to the advocacy of women on 20s and people like Barbara Howard, that the, the U.S. Treasury and the federal government for the first time committed to putting 
a woman, uh, Harriet Tubman, on the $20 bill. Show us the Tubmans! Show us the Tubmans! So, so here we are making progress in 2013 and 2016. However, then we received word that the, 20, the $10 bill would be delayed until 2026, and it was in 2019 when we first started to learn that the Harriet Tubman $20 would be delayed. That's, again, this, this is why we're here. This is what brings us here today. Currently, as Dan said, the $10 bill, we're being told, will be redesigned in 2026. The Harriet Tubman $20 bill, both of which will need to be made accessible when redesigned, is currently scheduled for 20. This is more than a lifetime for many of our members. This is uh, women, people of color, are not being included, are being excluded from meaningful access to our federal currency. And that is why we are here today. That's why we are all gathered in raising our voices to show the Treasury to hold their feet to the fire because we want accessible currency, and we want it, and we want them to finish the job. Finish the job! All right. Hello. Thank you, Clark. Woo! Show me the Tubmans. Show me the Tubmans. Show me the Tubmans. Now, just. Folks, here we are. I've got to share with you. We're here. We are in Lafayette Park. The White House is right over there! Make sure President Biden hears us today! The U.S. Treasury is just a block away. We're going to be in front of that in half an hour. Make sure they hear us today! We are here. We are making a difference. We are raising our voices. And we have an ally here with us today, the founder of Women on the Twenties. Let's give a big, huge round of applause for Barbara Howard. Coming up on the right. Okay. All right. Right over here, we have a microphone for you, I think. Over towards the podium. All right, here comes Barbara. She's got her poncho on. She's looking sporty. Hey, everybody. Oh, boy. I don't have my words here. I'm so captured by everybody else's words. Thank you, everybody, so much for coming out, braving this weather. And thank you, Dan and Clark, for inviting me to share this important message with you today. Um, that we need to have uh, inclusive and accessible money. And this, as everybody has said before, has gone on so long, too long. And, um, you know, it's about a very important thing. Freedom and being independent, right? This is a cornerstone of, of our democracy and our, our country's philosophy. 
that freedom is a sacred privilege, right? And this is a message that Harriet Tubman had for us on this glorious merry, merry day in March, right? We, we are celebrating Harriet Tubman Day and freedom and, and being able to be independent, live independently and fully. But that's being denied to us, even though that technology is there. Dozens and dozens of other countries have this. I mean, it's quite inconceivable that a country that could come up with a COVID, a COVID vaccine in a year, put helicopters on Mars, figure out the human genome, can't figure out how to put tactile features on our currency, or put Harriet Tubman on our currency. How is that possible? Show us the Tubmans! Show us the Tubmans! Show us the Tubmans! Show us those Tubmans! And tactile features! You know, the, the, the truth is, is that, um, you know, we really, really want Harriet Tubman on our currency to, you know, inspire us to raise the level of how we interact with one another, how we can level the playing field too. But at the same time, we won't, and Harriet wouldn't, uh, give up on the tactile features, you know, like they come together. And it was very important for her, and she had a home for the age, and she cared for blind Aunt Sarah, and she cared about people. And that's what we have to get back to in this country, to make each and every one of us feel uh, fulfilled and have that opportunity. And we could do that by making the world, you know, more accessible. And, you know, in this country, you know, we should have the ability to give people the ability to participate fully in uh, our everyday life. I mean, if, the, if we can have advanced hearing aids and and ORCAM and my eyes, like why isn't the government and insurance covering that fully for us? So this is one step, having accessible currency, but there are more things on the agenda because we belong, we need to participate fully in this society. So we thank you for coming out today and brave in this rain. You held it up for a while, but we're gonna give it back here so we all get drenched. Thank you everybody. Show us the Tubmans! Show us the Tubmans! Show us the Tubmans! When do we want accessible currency? Now! Woo! I love it! When do we want accessible currency? Now! When do we want the job done? Now! Let's do it! Woo! Lynn! Alright! Alright! Let's do it, Lynn Olahart! You can do it! You're the director who can make it happen, Lynn. And there's somebody here to the to our right who has got to come off that horse, you know, that high horse. <laughs> That's right, Barbara. All right. So All right. Thank you so, so much. Women's on the 20 founder, Barbara Howard, ally and friend. Thank you, Barbara. All right. Before we introduce our next guest, ooh, I hit a little... <laughs> that kind of worried me a little bit. I just wanted to announce to everybody that today's uh, today's show is being uh, American Sign Language is being done by Gabriel and Nat. Let's give them a big round of applause. 
We are a place at ACB that is fully accessible and inclusive. So thank you, Gabe, and thank you, Nat. We appreciate it. Brave in the rain to do American Sign Language for our deaf community. Thank you. All right. So before I introduce our next guest, we have two colleagues and consumer groups that we work with in the American Council of Blind. We are working in collaboration with Blind Veterans of America and also the National Federation for the Blind, of the Blind, I should say. Misnomer there. Apologize. Um, so I just want to say that we have received both best wishes today from uh, the uh, BVA president, Joseph McNeil Sr. He is still on Capitol Hill lobbying and working uh, in, in, in hearings. They actually extended the, the Veterans Administration hearings for one more day, so he apologizes not being able to be here today. And I've had several conversations with Mark Riccobono. He sends us his best. NFB is supportive of accessible currency. And I think this is us all making a difference as a collective group. So even Mark Riccobono says, show me the money. Me the money. Me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Folks, as we go through our daily lives, there's occasionally things that just, I'll just say it, piss you off. They make you mad, right? And one of those things is when, happened to me last week, right? You go, you go to the store, or you go to your favorite restaurant. In Leslie and I's case, it's Tijuana Flight, favorite bar. And you give them a $20 bill for your $13 order. And they give you back three bills. And what's the next thing you ask? Which one's the five? I'm pissed off. I'm tired of having to ask which one's the five. And you hope that the 23-year-old on the other side of the counter really did give you a five and you a five and two ones. Because you don't know. And why don't we know? Because U.S. currency is not accessible. They haven't finished the job. They haven't finished the job. And we need them to finish the job. Now! We need accessible currency. We need it now. Show me the money. I'd now like to introduce to you another amazing colleague, Dr. Claire, Dr. Clarence Lusane, professor at Howard University, who has just written a book called Twenties and Change, the story of Harriet Tubman. So, Dr. Lusane, we'd love to hear a few words from Dr. Lusane, a man who lives the dream of disabled rights and civil rights are human rights. Dr. Lusane. All right, stepping up. Dr. Lusane, stepping up. Hello, everyone. 
Back away from it. My finding needs work. Uh, uh, <laughs> no problem. Are you, thank you. Are you in so, a good spot? Uh, so I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for organizing uh, this really, really, really important event. Uh, it's rainy, so I'm not going to take too long, uh, but I have a couple of messages. Uh, as Barbara says, this is the anniversary of when Harriet Tubman passed on March 10th, uh, 1913. And you should know that when she passed, uh, she was, it was right before there was a very famous women's march that was here in Washington, and her dying words were, tell the women to be strong, God will not forsake you. She, even in her last breath, saw the connections and saw the links between all the different struggles. And that's where we're at today. We are all in this together. We are all in this fighting this fight. We want to finish the job. Finish the job, Joe, right? Because we need to have money that is accessible and we need to have money that's representative. Yesterday I was in Auburn where Harriet Tubman lived uh, for the rest of her life after the Civil War and I was there talking about uh, the book and about uh, Harriet Tubman Day and I mentioned that we would be having this event today and so uh, her relatives, Judy and uh, her other relatives, sends messages of solidarity they want you to know they are with you. They are beside you. They are behind you. And I think again, as Barbara said, if Harriet Tubman was alive today, she would be here. She would be supporting us. She would be supporting the struggle. So again, this fight is not over. Great news from Clark's report uh, from the meeting but it doesn't mean we can stop or we can stand still because there are many out there who do not want these changes to happen, who do not support representation, equal representation, who do not support accessibility. We have to continue the fight, so thank you so much. Uh, keep it going. Show us the 20s. Finish the job. Thank you. Let's hear it for Dr. Clarence Luce. Thank you, sir. What amazing words from the family of Harriet Tubman. We can do it. Can we get the job done? Are you sure? Can we get the job done? Can President Biden Harris? Can we get the job done? Let us do it. Do you have the vision? Do you have the vision for accessibility? The American Council of Blind is fighting so hard for accessibility in all kinds of different avenues, right? Whether it be digital accessibility, medical devices, accessibility in transportation, accessibility in U.S. currency. We can do it. We can show me the money now. All right, now I want to introduce to you our executive director and the soon-to-be new president and chief executive officer of the American Foundation for the Blind. But right now he's the ACB executive director. Let's hear it for Eric Budges. 
podium is right there, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, I'll do. It. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'll get him next. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! Sorry about that. She, uh, she, uh, yeah, she, the waterworks are going. Anybody interested in uh, some wet dog perfume? Huh? Are we having fun? Oh yeah! We put a man on the moon in six years. Apple figured out how to make the the buttonless iPhone accessible to blind people in just three years. This is taking us way too frickin' long, guys. Way too long. Um, it has been a journey of mine uh, in the work of with this great organization really since uh, 2008 when the court order came down we received so much national attention uh, concerning uh, the ruling we were on ABC World News tonight we were on CBS Radio News we were on PBS we were everywhere the front page of USA Today and the Wall Street Journal it was amazing and then it wasn't and then everything went quiet and it, it's taken us years. We have had, I would, I would characterize you guys, we've had a rather combative relationship with the U.S. government in this area, uh, and rightfully so. We won 15 years ago. 15 years ago. And here we stand 15 years later, still waiting, but not giving up. This is big. What we did this morning, the meeting that we had, was the first true sign of commitment that I have witnessed from the federal government to ensure that the paper currency in this country will be made accessible. But you know what? We cannot let them go and just hope for the best. So moving on, moving forward, keeping them accountable, holding them accountable. I, I would like to very much thank Jeff Levitke, our attorney and colleague, for all of his work over the last two plus decades now to, to represent our interests, to be very direct and assertive with the government when we feel like we're not getting the answers that we need. Uh, it's great to have him there today. As I leave, but I'm not leaving the field, I, I am so proud of what we've... Go, Eric, go. What we've been able to do. This is going to happen. We will have accessible currency. It'll be before I die, which is good. It'll be before Tyler learns how to to drive a car, hopefully. He's eight. So, at any rate, this has been great. It is now pouring. <laughs> it is a Friday. Uh, there's got to be some hot toddies in our future. Show us the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Thank you all.
Thank you, Eric. Woo! All right, we've got one more guest, and that is we want to introduce to you Pat Sheehan, who was the one of the original plaintiffs in the lawsuit that came to fruition in 2008. So Pat wants to share a few of those memories and introduce a couple of key individuals that were part of that journey in 2008. So let's introduce our former ACB Board of Director and current President of Governmental Employees, Patrick Sheehan. Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. We owe so much to the people that got us here. ACB leadership, and you've heard from them today. They do a great job. The reason why we're able to do this is because we've had great leaders for the last 20, 30 years to get us to this point. ACB does not quit. We continue with this fight up this far and further into the future, as Eric and Dan and others have said, to hold them accountable for what is the right thing to do. And back in 2004 and 2006, we had three plaintiffs, the late Otis Stevens, wow. Melanie Brunson, and myself, who took depositions and were very, very proud to be in this fight. And we thought we had it won in 2006 and 2008. But we had to fight even further. And this is what ACB is all about. We know what the right thing to do is and we do not quit. We want them to finish the job, we need them to do the right thing, and we need to hold the government accountable. Judge Roberts gave us a good decision and has fought for this accessible currency and we owe him thanks. And I just had a very wonderful conversation with Jeff Levitke, who came over to me and said, nice work. And he's congratulating all of ACB for all the work that has been done. And he will continue to fight. ACB leadership will continue to fight because it doesn't quit, it doesn't back down, and although things can take some time, it's the right thing to do. So we need to finish the job, Mr. President. Make the currency accessible. Make it accessible now. The federal government needs to do what it promises to do, and ACB is going to hold them accountable for doing it. Congratulations to all of you. This is a great victory for ACB today. Everybody here, everybody listening, needs to hear this and celebrate because it's been a team effort. We're all in this together. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank oh, all right. Hold on. Uh, all right. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. All right. We've got to do one huge hip hip right chair for Jeff Levicki. Are we ready? Hip hip. Hip hip. Hip hip. Hooray! 
Now, we've got a very special person today. We got was that a microphone that fell? Hopefully not. Nope, okay. Okay. We've got a very special person today. We all know her and love her. Mika White could not make it today, but she gives her best. But we have with us her partner in crime, Colby Garrison, who is going to sing for us Respect. Are we ready for some respect? Are we ready to have some fun and have some respect and show me the money? Let's give a big, huge round of applause for Kobe Garrison. Who, what you want, baby, we got it. What we need, you know you got it. All we're asking is for a little respect for the money. Just show us the money. Hey, baby. We just want to know what bills we have. We just want to know what bills we have. All we're asking is for a little respect for the money. Just show us the money. Hey, baby. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Let's go treasury. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. here to make this happen so some people if you don't want to go to the Department of Treasury and you'd like to go ahead and get back on the bus then we want them to get to the left of the stage is that right Andrew so to, to your stage right my left your stage right if you'd like to take the bus back right now and not walk to the Treasury go to that side of the stage if you want to move on to the right side of the stage, your left, and head over to the Treasury Building where we're going to do a photo opportunity in front of Treasury with a banner and accessible currency. It's going to be the, it's going to be the shot that's going to be seen on the Internet tonight, folks, and around the world. If you'd like to be part of the walk, go to the your left side of the stage, my right. All right, and we're going to give everybody a minute to kind of get organized here. So, yes? What now? Without the microphone? Oh, yes. 
Okay, I'm right here. Here I am. So you either go to the to the right of my voice if you want to go back to the bus, to the left of my voice if you want to go to the treasury. You're still plugged in. Thank you for. Uh, <laughs> this is the malt box. You're still plugged into the malt box. <laughs> but he lost the cane. Is it up here? Uh, it's to the left. Okay. We're going to Did anyone lose a cane? If anybody lost a cane, it's up here on the stage. We got it. We got an owner, okay. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> you got it? Okay, Grant. All right, let me know, volunteers and logistic people. Are we, uh, is everybody pretty good? I hope they're right here. Nancy, are you on the crowd going back to the bus? All right, go to Nancy. Greta is on the front of the train over to Treasury. I'm looking at Caitlin. I'm looking at uh, Kelly. If you can come meet me over here, and we will start our march to Treasury. Patty Cox, anybody that's got some good usable vision that can help our get our crowd into the Treasury.